This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome once again to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Thanks to Rode Microphones. This week we're talking about booths. Can you gash yourself and die in yours? And um, how can you knock up a really good booth without using a consultant? A couple of hot questions there. Uh, what comes first, death or a good sound? Yeah. Don't bring a lighter in your booth. <laughs> well, the first answer would be but, if you don't want to gash yourself in your booth, do not curry the night before you're working. It would probably be the first. Blazing one. saddles, yeah. Blazing saddles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Captain Methane. The average age him. in this room, seven. For <laughs> <laughs> the good fart gag, it's, it's timeless and yeah. ageless. It's timeless, yeah. Yes. yeah. But I, I did see a post someone was talking about, you know, on a serious note, about um, the gases that get emitted from um, acoustic foams. Mm-hmm. They just deteriorate and leak gases, basically? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know whether anybody else has heard anything about this. but uh... It's the first I've heard of it. Well, I mean, anything made with a chemical off-gases. So whatever is in it will leach out of it. So, like, you know what a new car smell is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what that is that makes that smell? Formaldehyde. So really? you know what do you know what is the Ouch. chemical carrier in most perfumes that give it the smell that's basically the thing that carries the smell Alcohol. out into the world it's formaldehyde. Oh wow. So formaldehyde is not particularly good for you. Um it's a carcinogen. So a lot of these things when they emit a smell, you know, carpeting, even clothing sometimes is emitting a gas it's a gas form of chemicals and some of those chemicals are pretty pretty bad. And it's not always terrible in a large space like a house or, you know, bedroom, but in a three by five foot box that you're breathing and recycling your own air in <laughs> like for hours at a time. Uh, which which it, part, which, it's which not air great. of yours? Yeah. yeah. Even with some circulating air from a ventilator and stuff, you're still sort of getting concentrated stuff into your lungs so it just sounds awful i had no idea it, does. I mean, it yeah. makes me even not want to like drive a car but well, well you're right. you just drive you drive old cars robert so yeah, it's you drive old cars. You. It's true yeah, they're, <laughs> they, they've already let off all their gases it's exactly like, well, someone yeah, else has I mean, died I've, from your car I've told people like if you're sensitive to this stuff buy a used whisper room or a used booth like buy one that's already had time to off gas because anything oh. brand new is going to be a stinker Unless it's been engineered to not do that. And there's very few out there doing this, but Studio Bricks is going to be doing this. They are going to be releasing an eco booth where they've chosen to use fabrics, materials, glues, whatever, that are as low VOC as humanly possible. VOC means volatile organic compound. So they're trying to make them be as low odor as possible. And, uh, you know, some voice actors are really, really sensitive to that stuff. You know, it's going to be, it can well, be, I mean, I mean if I've had people buy a booth tape, and return it. You're spending hours in there and hours and hours in a booth. Yeah. Acoustic so. foam from Wikipedia, by the way. Yes, there actually is a Wikipedia called acoustic foam. Um, <laughs> is a lightweight material made from polyurethane um, and it, or extruded melamine foam. Um, and uh, the question is, what is that made out of? Oh, wow. melamine um, like is, uh, is made out of formaldehyde, melamine, sodium, bisulfate, copolymers. Yum. It really tastes good. So, <laughs> yeah, so avoid the acoustical foam but no made out coloring. of melamine. You do yeah. not want melamine-based foam. If you just sort of crush it up and put it in a, like a pepper grinder. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melamine is actually used in the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser that they sell uh, to erase your kid's crayon off the walls. Or erase so your anyway, kid's full stop by yeah. the sounds of it. <laughs> so going down the rat hole there. But yeah, it's I really do like to avoid those kind of products, the foams. And if you have an older booth or you're working in an older studio that has foam on it, strip it out of there, like get, get a ventilator and just clean it out and start over and use something less toxic. Um, and there's a lot of options out there that are less toxic. Let me ask you this, George, well, the old, the, the popper stoppers that we use on our microphones, they degrade over the years. Is In your experience. Yeah, the windscreen. Yeah, the windscreens. Yeah. Do, do the, the yeah, the foamies. Do the, do, do the walls do that? Do you need to replace them in yeah. your experience? Yeah, I've I've had I've been in quite a few booths that have had some years of wear, you know, and the their the walls are if you touch them, you, they, they you just, just have black, crumble. Yeah, they yeah, crumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, like really with annoying. your puppies, yeah. Yeah. if you lean on it, you get like a black streak on your clothes. Yeah, and yeah, it's gross stuff. That that's that cheap. That's the cheaper kind of foam. I mean, like 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 usually nicer panels. You know, obviously yeah. they're covered with fabric. Um, so so the, those I think are a much better way to go than the kind of wedged yeah. foam like you know yeah that's kind of a budget way to do it obviously definitely prefer the panels that are lined with rock wool mineral wool or oc703 or some of these other denser um uh, product they're they're far better made they last they look really nice um they usually don't have any odor or very very little odor and they're just my preference by far now i know rlx has worked super hard to make foam that is not toxic um i've heard them talk about their what you know the efforts they've used to use things like soy and different things in their product so it's like it's like packing peanuts you know how like some packing peanuts you can just eat (laughs) yeah yeah they're made of starch (laughs) yeah that made it just starch, yeah. The, the, yeah. Prob- the problem is with Oralex, though, is they're not exactly budget-friendly. That's that's what I found no, it's, with I mean, well, they're more budget-friendly than some of the other ones, but the problem with Oralex is it doesn't last. It doesn't, like, look as good. It's one of the things that you invest in. You get it in nicely covered fabric panels. Look way better than the... Yeah, I have to wedge. say, even the cool-looking Oralex, to me, still screams like, you know, garage studio, garage yeah. band, or like... Exactly. Not really, really pro. Um, I totally oops. agree. There's certain cases where they're just more practical. If you have to fit them into really small spaces and odd shapes, you can cut them really easily and shove them in the corner. You know, they're a little more flexible that way. But just oh, otherwise, I mean, if you compare dollar for dollar, pound for pound, you know, performance to performance, the rigid um, rock wool panels are better. They, they actually perform better per square foot. And then they don't cost that much more, so it's just no brainer. I'm I'm more of a fan of the 703 just because it seems to be thinner and mm-hmm. does the same acoustic job as the thicker rock wool from what I've researched. But I yeah. know the 703 being from Owens Corning is probably like a multinational scary. Who knows what chem- chemicals are in there? <laughs> like, yeah, a, I yeah I feel like I've, I've read a lot of negatives about. 703 stuff or the Owens Corning 703. So I've kind of been shying away from it, but mainly from an environmental and health yeah, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to die. I think I'm if you want to see like one spot to look at a bunch of these with comparative numbers, um, there's a dealer in the US and I'm, I don't have any affiliation with them. I just like them. So I'm happy to plug them, but um, they're called atsacoustics.com. Just dig around on the site and look for something called their uh, selecting the right acoustic material. 
um, you'll find it on the site. And uh, it's a great chart because it's got a very long list of different substrates, you know, like 703, Nauf Ecos, um, Rockboard by Roxel, you know, all these products. And then it gives you the price per square foot, the rigidity, the NRC value, and a few different frequencies of absorption. It's it's a very it's very helpful because it really gives you an idea over a wide range of materials what you might expect. So it's a cool resource. So so Rabba, was there a caller who had a specific question? Well, we had a uh, we we've been doing a bit of uh, research with our listeners, I guess. Yeah, just getting them to, to answer a few questions. And one of the questions we asked was, is there topics we haven't covered yet that you'd like to? St- to cover and one of our one of our listeners suggested uh i'd love to know how to treat my room without spending thousands of dollars or paying a consultant so george we'll see you later <laughs> yeah. mate thanks for coming today yeah. <laughs> okay well here's how i'll address that you don't have to if you hire the right consultant because there's a lot of extremely high level acousticians out there who rightfully charge a lot of money and they've done the homework and they've got the degrees and they've got the computers and the the measurement microphones and on and on and on and on. And then there's also some folks like myself who just have, you know, 15, 20 years of real world practical experience as what that is to what actually works, you know? And so I, I don't charge thousands of dollars at all. Um, in fact, I charge $300 to tune an acoustic booth. So for a voiceover, not the control room for music, you know, not, not much more elaborate, but just a voiceover booth, um, flat rate. I will tell you what to buy, where to put it. And I'll even draw the inside of it, you know, in 3d and show you where to put everything. And it's affordable, I think. And yeah. the rest comes down to materials really. So just deciding, you know, how fancy you want it to look and what kind of fabrics you're using. Cause fabric can be like $3 a yard or. $14, $20 a yard, you know, so it's not, it's not as expensive as, as, as you think, but I, I do need to know a lot about the size of the space you're dealing with, you know? And the other thing is if, if you're working in there, you, you actually want it to look nice because it just makes you feel so. better when you're in there. And you're on camera a lot more now, whether you want to be or not. So true. Yeah. I also think there are some things you can do that are just like quick shot. I mean, in Practical. general, you just want to deaden the room and, and, and you can, like getting into base trapping and figuring that out is tough, takes experience. Yeah. But the the first goal is to deaden it and and to right. try to absorb those things. And then you know, like those frequencies bouncing off, like look at your booth, what are the hard surfaces? Where are you? How close is your mic to those hard surfaces? And start treating that and work your way out from there. You know, you can do some stuff on your own. The, the material costs are, I mean, like a couple hundred, like $200 will get you enough foam to cover or enough, a 703 to rock cover wool. a booth. Yeah. yeah, or rock wool or anything. You, yeah. I did my studio last year when I moved in here. So I bought a curtain that covered the back wall. Uh, well, actually two thick curtains that cover the back wall that hang behind each other. Um, I think that cost me 300 bucks maybe. Um, and then I bought a bag of well, let's call it rock wool for the sake of the argument, but the Australian version of, um, and some pine timber to make the frames. And I splashed out and spent, I think, 450, close to 500 Australian dollars on the the material to go over that um, to make yeah, panels for my wall. Yeah. But, I mean, I've done my room and, and it sounds great. And here's the thing. It's like 
the rock wall, the rock wall is is a little bit. You you have to build frames and and do the carpentry because it's not rigid stuff. One right. thing I do like about the seven hundred three is that if you want, and if you're not so worried about like the exact square edges, you can just get the seven hundred three panels, get the fabric you want, and a hot glue gun mm. and a pair of scissors, and you can cover your panels and get porous fabric that lets the sound get through into the panel, you know? Yeah. And then burlap, we call right, it burlap exactly. or jute. Those then, are very porous. Yeah. And, right. And then cover them up and, you know, do the hot glue thing. There it is. Now you have a rigid panel and, um, and I would go to Oralex and get those metal cleats that you screw into the wall yeah. and they just They're like, call it impaling clips. <laughs> I call yeah. them cleats, but impaling clips. And then you just screw those in the wall and you go and, Done. Squish them on there and you're done. That's actually yeah. a really good tip, though, Robert, too, about the material is something that I learned last year is you want to be able to blow from one side of material and fill it on your hand on the other, on the side. other side. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because if not, you're defeating the purpose of the stuff you know, you're Yes. Like, that you're putting do in not there. cover it with tinfoil. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Don't use canvas, like, for right. example. Exactly. That's the opposite of what you want. You, yeah, they're, you, they're, they're, you want um, a very low. A stitch per what? What you know? What is it like? Count per low thread count or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or denier, isn't it? Denier is that right? right? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah. There is Rockboard now from Roxel, so they do have their OC seven hundred three competitor okay. now. So they do have a six pound per square foot pat, rigid board, like it's rigid. So you can just basically. You know, like glue guns, some, yeah. some fabric on it. And it. It might you not could. look as good as the nice square yeah, edges. Yeah, the edges won't be like, you know, sharp crisp. and tight. Yeah. Um, RLX does a panel where they actually harden the edges with like epoxy. Oh. And it looks super, super pro. And they're Oh, quite and they pricey. have those little angled edges to them too, don't they? Yeah, they're they? beveled and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're quite spendy. Um, but they look really, really sharp. See, 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 that's the thing is like that, that's where it gets in the spending thing. But if, but if you just want to get the raw rock wall or the raw 703 or the rock wall product, cover it and, and and you get, you know, whatever, 80% of the look and, and you're really just spending your, your money on the, on the performance of the 703 Mm -hmm. and the fabric itself. And you, and you're not, you know, out there with your cutting and trying to be a carpenter and, um, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's like after that, after basically going after trying to deaden the room, like I said, focus on look at the microphone and think about what the microphone hears. Like, what is it pointing at? Understand that also the microphone does hear to the back and the side to right. a lesser degree. Also understand that you yourself are a acoustic shield um, to some degree. Right. right. And then start treating your room. The first thing is like, try to deaden it. And then after that, it really is kind of tough to like base trap and go after specific frequencies. And that's where absolutely someone like George or someone who's seasoned and has been doing this for a while can save you time. Because what you don't want to do is do it again. Oh, it didn't work. Do it again. again. It didn't work. Every time I do it again, I spend another $300 trying to do another experiment. Yeah. And that's where you just want to get it over with and hire a pro. Look up something called a super chunk. They're very, very easy to make, and they're basically base traps that you put in corners, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just made out of, like, taking uh, panels, cutting them in a, into cheese sandwich slices. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Triangles. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And you just stack those suckers up in the corner. You make a giant pile of them, and you mm-hmm. have now a massive base trap, and you just need to put a frame over it to protect the, the fibers, you know, and boom. Yeah, there's a lot of clever base traps. There, there was another one I saw where someone made a base trap out of... Um, 
I'm not too sure if they were using like some sort of garbage can or some sort of circular container. And then they just got a whole bunch of the um, Pink Panther foam, rolled mm-hmm. it up and put it in there. They use solar tubes for concrete pouring that they use to pour concrete for footings. Mm-hmm. That's oh, one way. Oh, they look like giant PVC things or something. Yeah, they're made of paper. They're cardboard, yeah, yeah, but right, they're super the PVC tough. PVC would be. Uh, yep, those effective. are called tube traps. Those right. take a little bit of experimenting, but yeah, I mean, those uh, you tune them. So you basically figure out the re- resonant frequency of the room. You can go to a website that has what's called a room mode calculator. Google is your friend. And you put in the dimensions of your room and you'll find out what frequencies where it resonates. And then you just uh, put tube traps in the corner. You tune them to the right frequency. Bob's your uncle. Right. I know which, it sounds which, easy when I'm explaining the tuning it. Is the, the tuning is the length and the and the diameter of the of the trap because right. it's basically like your, you know, like your... Yeah, you put a plunger in there and you just move it up and down until it's, you know, I say it's just like this. It's I I don't use tube traps because they are more work and they do take some real time to tune. Well, they're they're tuned, right? Yeah, they are tuned. Broadband, right? Like for a real seriously well-designed home voiceover, home, not voiceover, but like a home music control room, they're definitely a valid thing. And they're really made to kill a specific frequency. That's a tube trap is for specific. Some of the best and easiest yeah. to use bass traps that I've seen, and I, I think this is just a wonderful design. You just take a a board. It's heavy enough to be hard to move. You don't want it blowing in the wind. Um, and it doesn't have to be the rigid. It, this this can be a good use of the floppy you know, rock wall or, uh-huh. or, or something like that. And you basically hang it. So imagine like a rigid panel that's got glued on foam to it. Or, or not foam, but rock wool, and yeah. then you you just hang it so it's just you know you could push it like a pendulum, and it sits there. And then when so the bass hits it, like the energy. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't ring like a bell because obviously it's not ringy. But no, when no, the bass no. hits it, the it energy yeah, yeah. the energy goes into moving yeah. this thing, yeah. and it loses its energy. And there's your trap. Huh. And then yeah. so now so now you have all That's these hanging clever. things, and then you just whatever you want to do, you can do a big frame and cover it with a, a sheet. And so now you don't have to look sure. at them and they're behind your wall and you have a, a base trap that's not tuned. Um, it's a great that's way to do a cool. base trap. Yeah. Oh, there's so many cool designs. Then there's people that use activated charcoal. I haven't heard oh, of this one. What's that? Once you go down the rat hole of this, like I have, it's pretty fascinating. <laughs> like activated charcoal, like the old microphones in a the phone? They fill the panel with a, with a layer of charcoal. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know the science of it, but I mean, it's just to show there's so many creative ways to do this. The companies are innovating and, but there's really simple ones like, you know, like we talked about. And most of this is DIY material. Most of it is available in the U.S. here, like a Home Depot. Um, thankfully, they've started carrying a product called Quiet Board 80 at Home Depot, which shocked me when I saw it. But they, it, it's essentially OC705 or 703. And oh, really? You know, it's now at a Home Depot. You don't have to go buying it from, you know, some specialized, yeah. you know, supplier. So it's just getting easier and easier. You just have to be resourceful and do a little bit of homework, but, you know. So next week we talk about diffusers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's where the research is pending. I, I Yeah. I I mean, re, re, research as far as how, how they apply to a voiceover booth? For or, me. Yeah, yeah. For me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interestingly, to tie together a, the couple of threads in this episode about gases and building your rooms, I found this thing just quickly. It says on Google, it says, can rock wool damage your lungs? It says, 
to sum it up, it says Rockwell has been reported to cause fibrosing lung disease, lung cancer, and malignant mesothelioma. Mesothelioma. And pleura and pertinum, and proved to have toxicity through many experiments. So there you go. So I ain't no picnic either, huh? <laughs> what about 703? <laughs> oh, I don't know about 703, but Rockwell out. seemed to be the one that we were all talking about. So I thought that might be an interesting one uh, to have a look at. So oh there you yeah, go. It's, so it's, it's, it's be careful. It's in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of studios. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is 703 is actually like glass. You know, it's got yeah. that. It's mm. compressed fiberglass. Look, oh, and I guess, yeah. I guess no the thing is too, none of this stuff floats around unless you disturb it. Well, that's that's yeah. what I did. Is I took apart a studio and it was raining yellow seven hundred three for yeah. days. As I, and you can't keep your mask on, and uh, it's the, it's the asbestos of the of the nineties. I guess. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yep. Well, and MDF's the other one too. <laughs> cutting up bits of MDF. You want to have a mask on these days too? Well, yeah. if you want something that's organic, an organic base trap, the best thing to do is get a kid. <laughs> it's obsessed with <laughs> screens. Yeah. And so if you want to look at your screen, you stand in the corner of my booth facing the corner and you can use your screen. <laughs> yeah, and put your sister in the other one. That's right. right. Or or an, another good way to do a good bass trap would just like, just eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be bad for your health in other ways, but it is sure fun. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite, recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say day. drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.